I love this tune. Right here, Don New and AJ Gaynor, Dark Sunglasses. The new theme song, Situation Room. Folks, welcome to the program. This has one of those grooves where you kind of picture yourself walking down the street kind of angry. You know what I'm saying? Boy, am I grateful for Don Newen. And of course, you can catch the great Donna producer right here every single Monday night. The better half of Don Newen on the Situation Room. 7 o'clock Central starting time, and then it goes around the clock. And ladies and gentlemen, you can also catch the program on Mojo 50 Radio every single morning, 9 o'clock Central, I think 10 o'clock Eastern, right after the morning Mojo with Brother Brad Staggs and, of course, Brother Ron Phillips, who I'm going to be seeing in a few weeks. Um, boy, I'm going to be down in Texas in a few weeks. I'm going to be moving down to Texas, uh, the greatest country in the world we are Hysteric. Uh, it took four years to get here, folks, but we are excited uh, to get down there. We're excited. We got a lot of things to do. We got a lot of plans in the works that uh, we just have not uh, really came public with yet. But because I needed to get there, I needed to get in Dallas. I needed to get to the warmth. I needed to get to the greatest country in the world, Dallas, Texas. Did a little stream today, and uh, I am grateful for each and every one of you for your support. In regards to uh, the family, myself going down to Dallas. Now we have some things to talk about, folks, tonight. Hopefully, within the next few weeks, uh, things will slowly start to calm down. But it is our job, our duty as conservative voices out there, uh, because we seem to be a dying breed. Make sure you support all the shows. Make sure you are out there and supporting these shows, because uh, we are putting ourselves on the front line uh, to get this information out there to you. Now, isn't it kind of sad that I even have to say that we're putting ourselves out on the front line, literally, uh, to have a voice is is that scare you is that's kind of the point that we're at in this country it breaks my heart it makes me upset people are losing their jobs and as a matter of fact i was talking to another friend of mine radio show host and he was contacted by a friend of his that owns a business and uh, the business is talking about how you know they're afraid they're afraid to speak their political views now because we've become such a psychotic society of uh over emotional little brats right but anyways Folks, this is the situation. Visit the website, streamingtalkradio.com. I have a video that I want to start out with tonight. The video goes uh, a few minutes, but this is going to help segue into a lot of what we're witnessing today. Now, mind you, you know, a lot of what we used to talk about used to be conspiracy theory, right? And all these things, conspiracy theory, are starting to come to fruition, and it is the remolding, um, the re-education of the minds of the youth the old communistic tactic, um, but we're witnessing this weird change. And, and I think I said it on the show the other day where, you know, there used to be a day in this country where 18-year-olds stormed the beaches of Normandy, and now 18-year-olds are snitching on their parents for uh, showing up to events. Pretty scary stuff. So I'm going to pull this video up. This is how we're going to start the program out. I'm going to play the video in its entirety, and uh, everybody, I'm going to assume, or most of you, have seen this video, but it's, it becomes more and more relevant to what we're experiencing uh, today. So I'm queuing it up right now. So um, sit back for a minute. Let's watch this video. And then when we come back, let's cover this video. And then I have an article that is going to disturb you. So folks, do not go anywhere because we are going to jump down a rabbit hole. Listen to this. Mr. Besmianov was born in 1939 in a suburb of Moscow. 
He was the son of a high-ranking Soviet army officer. He was educated in the elite schools inside the Soviet Union and became an expert in Indian culture and Indian languages. He had an outstanding career with Novosti, which was the, and still is, I should say, the press arm or the press agency of the Soviet Union. It turns out that this is also a front for the KGB. He escaped to the West in 1970 after becoming totally disgusted with the Soviet system, and he did this at great risk to his life. He certainly is one of the world's outstanding experts on the subject of Soviet propaganda and disinformation and active measures. Well, you spoke several times before about ideological subversion. That is a phrase that uh, I'm afraid some Americans don't fully understand. When uh, the Soviets use the phrase ideological subversion, what do they mean by it? Ideological subversion is, is the slow process which we call either ideological subversion or active measures, activne мероприятия in the language of, of the KGB, or psychological warfare. What it basically means is to change the perception of reality of every American to such an extent that despite of the abundance of information, no one is able to come to sensible conclusions in the interests of defending themselves, their families, their community, and their country. It's a great brainwashing uh, process which goes very slow and it's divided in, in four basic stages. Uh, the first one being demoralization. It takes from 15 to 20 years to demoralize a nation. Why that many years? Because this is the minimum number of years which requires to uh, educate one generation of students in the country of, of, of your enemy, exposed to the ideology of the enemy. In other words, Marxism-Leninism ideology is being pumped into the soft heads of, of, of at least three generations of American students without being challenged or counterbalanced by the basic values of Americanism, American patriotism. The demoralization process in the United States is basically completed already. Uh, for the last 25 years, actually it's overfulfilled because uh, demoralization now reaches such areas where previously not even Comrade Andropov and, and all his experts would, would even dream of such a tremendous success. Most of it is done by Americans to Americans, thanks to lack of moral standards. As I mentioned before, uh, exposure to true information does not matter anymore. A person who was demoralized is unable to assess true information. The facts tell nothing to him. Uh, even if I shower him with information, with, with authentic proof, with documents, with pictures, even if I take him by force to the Soviet Union and show him concentration camp, he will refuse to believe it until he, he is going to receive a kick in, the, in his fat bottom. When a military boot crashes his balls, then he will understand, but not before that. That's the tragic of the situation of demoralization. The next stage is destabilization. This time, subverter does not care about your ideas and the patterns of your consumption. Whether you eat junk food and get fat and flabby, it doesn't matter anymore. This time, and it takes only from two to five years to destabilize a nation, uh, it's, what, what matters is essentials, economy, foreign relations, defense systems. Uh, and you can see it quite clearly that in some areas, uh, in such sensitive areas as, as uh, defense, an economy, 
the influence of Marxist-Leninist ideas in the United States is absolutely fantastic. I, I could never believe it 14 years ago when I landed uh, in this part of the world that the process will go that fast. Uh, the next stage, of course, is crisis. It, it, it may take only up to six weeks to, to bring a country to the verge of crisis. You can see it in, in Central America now. And after crisis, with a violent change of, of power, structure, and economy, you have so-called the period of normalization. It may last indefinitely. Normalization is a cynical expression borrowed from Soviet propaganda. When the Soviet tanks moved into Czechoslovakia in 68, Comrade Brezhnev said, now the situation in brotherly Czechoslovakia is normalized. This is what will happen in the United States if you allow all these schmucks to bring the country to crisis, to promise people all kinds of goodies and the paradise on earth, uh, to, to destabilize your uh, economy, to eliminate the principle of free market competition, and to put a big brother government in Washington, D.C., with the benevolent dictators like Walter Mondale, who will promise lots of things, never mind whether the promises are fulfillable or not. Your leftists in, in the United States, all these professors and all these beautiful civil rights defenders, they are instrumental in the process of the, of the uh, uh, subversion only to destabilize the nation. When their job is completed, they are not, they are not needed anymore. They know too much. Some of them, when, when they get disillusioned, when they see that Marxist-Lenin has come to power, they, obviously they get offended. They think that they will come to power. That will never happen, of course. They will be lined up against the wall and shot. But they may turn into the most bitter enemies of Marxist-Leninists when they come to power. And that's what happened in Nicaragua. You remember most of these uh, former Marxist-Leninists were either put to prison or one of them split and now he's working against Sandinistas. It happened in, in uh, uh, Grenada when Maurice Bishop was, he was already a Marxist. He was executed by, by a new Marxist who was more Marxist than this Marxist. Same happened in Afghanistan when uh, first there was Taraki, he was killed by Amin, then Amin was killed by Babrak Karman with the help of KGB. Same happened in, in Bangladesh when Mujibur Rahman, very pro-Soviet leftist, was assassinated by his own Marxist-Leninist military comrades. It's the same pattern everywhere. The, the time bomb is ticking with every second. The disaster... Maybe I should take my mute button off. So, you know what, there's some key elements in there. Now, this goes back to 19... What was it, 1984... Um, you know, there's some key points in there that, you know, I just go through every once in a while. I got, I, like I tell people, I got, I got a, my own group, right? And I'm the only person in the group. And what I do is I sit here and I put all these files uh, that I like to go back to every once in a while and kind of reference. I like to go back even two, three, four years. I kind of scroll and, and come back. And this just happened to kind of pop up on my timeline. So I just decided to watch it again. I watched it a thousand times. Most of us that are watching this and most of us that have watched this kind of already have a pretty good understanding what is going on in this country with the reprogramming of the minds? Because I've never seen what I've seen in this country with the anti-Americanism, the hatred um, towards self, towards anybody with the opposing views, um, anything in regards to that, right? So there's a couple key elements um, that this guy here said in regards to, again, he was KGB defector Yuri Bezmanov, Bezmanov. Um, demoralize. Uh, I think we're seeing right now in our country a lot of demoralization. 
Um, we're doing it to ourselves. We're doing it to our nation. We're doing it to our economy. We're doing it to our own politics, right? And uh, he was talking about the youth. And this is one of the old playbooks in the communist manifesto, the communist tactics, right? Uh, give me a generation of children and I can change the world. And the way to start that is within the educational system. Destabilization only takes two two to five years, but the big one there was to create the crisis, the crisis, the corona crisis, the virus, uh, the takeover of the world, the shutting down of the economy, and this is the direction that we're going to be going in this program today, folks. Um, this this new way, this new thing, let me get this off here so I don't uh, get any computer updates. There we go. I apologize for that. There's things to me that are troubling. There's things to me that I'm just very uncomfortable with with what we're witnessing. Now, the reason I wanted to play this video before we started before we kind of got into the meat of my point, because I actually have a point here. Um, we believe as a culture, a lot of people believe as a culture. Um, hopefully most of us, a lot of us that are watching this program, are critical thinking enough to understand what we're witnessing today. But we know there's a programming going on. Um, I've never seen anything like it, but you know, let's go back to our educational system. How did our educational system become so anti-American? Um, we're looking at videos of teachers. Uh, we're seeing these universities that are teaching radicalism. We're going to be talking about a story here in regards to Harvard and Harvard wanting to attack conservatives, take degrees from Harvard University away simply because somebody is a conservative. We are looking at their brainwashing, the indoctrination of our youth. So what's my point? I have a point. And the point here is I'm going to pull this up right here. Um, school in California, this is just one example of millions, not millions, but this is just one example of many that we're witnessing right now in our educational system. I'm going to pull something up here too, get the chat rooms back up. I do have the OpsLens chat room open. Welcome everybody over there on the OpsLens uh, Facebook page. Now, mind you folks, if Facebook does get shut down, um, weird things are going on. What you want to make sure you do, there's a couple different places you can catch all these programs. You can go to opslens.com and download their mobile app. Just go to your app store, Android store, and download the mobile app. Catch it on the road. You can catch all the great shows right here on the Opslens platform, Mojo 5 Radio, um, which is my motherboard. This I've been with Mojo 5 Radio, Ron Phillips, for years on end. You can catch the show there every single morning at 9 o'clock a.m. And, of course, I'm on Clout Hub Channel 144, or you can go watch the show on uh, streamingtalkradio.com forward slash live. Good buddy of mine, Chad Prather, posts an article. School in California asks third grade students to rank themselves according to power and privilege. Now, there's another video that I was going to share, and I decided against it. I decided against it because, you know, I just, it's Friday, right? Now, we want to have conversations. We want to talk about things. But, you know what, I want to end and go into the weekend uh, in a little bit more peaceful manner, right? But these are the things, folks, that we are being suppressed in regards to speaking about. These are the subjects that we are being suppressed into bringing to attention to our general population. Our school system has not only become a daycare system because, you know, I guess in a way, let's be honest here. Let's really think about this. Exactly right, Jack Fay. It's all smoke and mirrors. Um, I read Jack's post and I kind of had a, a little thing there with my brain. It's very common for me, the meatball. Um, but right here, um, if you're looking for another excuse to use to justify homeschooling your kid 
or at least abolishing the Department of Education and making schooling a local and private industry. An elementary school in Cupertino, California, is providing you with every single thing that you need. Again, folks, we are witnessing this this weird thing going on with this radicalism from adults. These radicals are going into the classrooms, and they may be hired to teach mathematics. They may be hired to teach social studies, um, but they are also implementing their Marxist radicalized view you know, upon these children. Uh, we're also seeing this in regards to parents. We're indoctrinating our children. I have three sons. I do not teach them what to think. I do not indoctrinate my children. I am a big believer of free will. If free will even exists, because sometimes we believe we have free will, sometimes we think we're critical thinking, and that's the problem. As we become so deluded, we become so deluded with the information given to us that that information that is rammed down our throats, we form a reality around that. And then we think we're critical thinking. We think we're critical thinking because all these messages people send you in Messenger and all these articles must read before it gets taken down stuff. If we get caught up in that matrix, we're not able to step back and we're not able to actually see what's going on globally. It's not just an American issue, folks. This is not just an American issue. Um, The minds of our youth are vulnerable. The minds of our children are vulnerable and very easily impressionable. They teach them what to think. Exactly, Jack. They teach them what to think. Um, yeah, Scott Livingston, third graders, uh, you know, and again, I want to reiterate, this is just one article. I guarantee you a lot of you listening right now, a lot of you watching this program right now probably have witnessed multiple stories over the last couple of decades in regards to this new indoctrination program. I said it last week or this week. I don't know when I said it. 60% of students at Harvard believe in the suppression of the first amendment. We're looking at the attack on conservatives. We have conservatives hiding underneath rocks because they're afraid to give their their opinion on societal events. Um, the name-calling is pathetic. The the uh, microaggressions, the, everything we're witnessing today is just, it's absurd, right? A teacher who instructs third-grade students at a local school in Corpertino instructed students to deconstruct, huh, to deconstruct their sexual and racial identities, and then make rankings that are based on their power and privilege. You know what I'm going to do here? Give me a second. Yes, with come age, with uh, with age comes reading glasses, and with age comes naps. All right. So I posted something on Twitter. I haven't been on Twitter much lately, but if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at the real Rocky R O C C I at the real Rocky. I posted this this morning. Um, I haven't posted a while, but this is what I posted, folks. Education is not memorizing that Hitler killed 6 million Jews. Education is understanding how millions of ordinary Germans were convinced that it was required. Let me read that again. Education is not memorizing that Hitler killed 6 million Jews. Education is understanding how millions of ordinary Germans were convinced that it was required. From an adult level, we are hearing congressional members in our Congress talking about re-education camps for conservatives, for Republicans, and for Southerners. I don't know if that does not disturb you. I don't know what does. 
If that does not disturb you, I don't know what does. Uh, we're not teaching the fact that an entire population supported the fact that it was okay to put Jews into concentration camps. Think about that for a second. What happened in the indoctrination process, and how did that indoctrination happen in order for an entire country to support these vile, disgusting actions? Let that resonate for a second. We're not talking about how it happened, how they're indoctrinated. We're just talking that it happened and it was disgusting, and it absolutely was. It absolutely was. Yes, Mr. Livingston, I did get that from you. Thank you. Now, if you don't think that liberals are indoctrinating your children, you must have a head stuck up somewhere. (laughs) Smelly, moist, and dark. You know what I'm saying? Um, The fact, number one, that a teacher can actually teach this in our educational system, that is indoctrination. That is not education. We are teaching them to think that they are bad, that white is bad, that people are oppressed. We're not teaching education. We're not preparing people for this planet, for their future, for their education, for employment, how they're going to pay their bills. We're not teaching that anymore. We're teaching them that they are bad people. That's what we're teaching our children. Let me continue on here. The majority of families at the school are Asian American, and the parent who led the protests against the uh, curriculum was Asian American. The group of families confronted the, uh, that confronted the principal, which ultimately caused the school to suspend the program, as Christopher Rufo reported. That is the author of this article. Uh, one parent told Rufo, we were shocked. Really? You think? Um, they were basically teaching racism to my eight-year-old child. An eight-year-old child. We think some of our school board members are critical race theory, activists, and they must go. Uh, While teaching a math lesson to students, the third grade teacher told them to create an identity map, an identity map that was intended to discriminate against their own race, class, gender, religion, family structure, among other features. Um, you know, when you talk about children that are eight years old, you wonder why <laughs> you wonder why there's 11 year olds. You wonder why there's 11 year olds that are committing suicide. You wonder why parents are finding 11 and 12 year olds hanging in the closet uh, because they're being told and they're being taught. They're being demoralized. They're, they're literally being demoralized and they're being reprogrammed into something that they are not. Again, I will talk about this a thousand times on my show. I will not stop talking about this. I don't care how much I regurgitate this. This is our future, ladies and gentlemen. We are talking about major psychological issues. We are talking about major identity issues. We're talking about suicide rates that are skyrocketing right now in the United States. The teacher explained that the students lived in a dominant culture, a dominant culture of white, middle-class, cisgender, educated, able-bodied Christian English speakers who, according to the lesson, created and maintained this culture in order to hold power and stay in power, to hold power and stay in power. You know, we can kind of compare this to the Democratic Party. Uh, Democratic Party, the creators of the KKK, Jim Crow, and all of a sudden they're 
for the same people that they despise, and now those same people that they claim to represent are protesting for self-segregation. How does that work? How does that work? You start with one generation and you start teaching them this. You go from fighting segregation to fighting to be segregated. Think about that. Let me double check my time. Um, I went over pretty substantially on the last show. Um, but um, we continue, folks. We continue. So anyways, um, look, at I'm already coming to the bottom of the hour break. Ladies and gentlemen, do not go anywhere. Um, I just noticed that. I'm glad I looked at the clock. When we come back, I want to continue this conversation uh, because this is a big deal to our country. We have to address this. We have to talk about this amongst politics. If we don't take care of our children, our children are going to go into our political system fighting for this radicalism. Stand by, folks. The Situation Room. Welcome back. Welcome back to the, I feel like Joe Biden. Coronavirus. There you go, folks. Joe Biden's best speeches ever again. Welcome back to the program. The situation right here. Mojo 5 Radio. Odyssey Radio. Opslens.com. Opslens Mobile App. iHeartRadio. Broadcasting everywhere. Dark Sunglasses. Don New and AJ Gainer. So, you know, I got I to gotta put the first segment to rest. I, it went so quick. Um, we're looking at this indoctrination program. I'm trying to reach out to you later right now. He, she goes by the name Anita Hogue. Uh, some of you are familiar with Anita Hogue. Um, she talks about some of our current situations right now in our educational program. Uh, she don't look at it as a school system anymore. She looks at it as a federal indoctrination system because that's what it is. When you're allowed to have teachers teach White middle-aged Christian men or women are bad. Those children are going to go up and believe that. Here, here's a perfect example. My son goes to the store today. He had a Trump hat on. His absolutely First Amendment right to do what he wants to do. He's an 18-year-old kid. He has free will to do what he wants. And, um, and, and, and I'm guilty of something. I'm guilty. And I'm going to admit this to all of you right now. My, I told my son. This is to the point we're at, right? Because dad ain't there to protect him, right? Dad ain't there to protect him. And we know that we have psychopaths out there that will look at a single white male who's wearing a Trump hat as vulnerable, as bait. And these psychopaths, these psychopaths will truly attack my child just because of the hat that he wants to wear. Um, that is the, the situation that we're in in this country. Um, you got to be careful on what you choose to wear. We have to look at, I can't breathe. We have to look at BLM. We have to look at people walking around with their fist in the air for Antifa. In fact, there's a lot of stuff going on right now in regards to Antifa and the raid on the Capitol. And I believe that's been covered enough today by other uh, radio show hosts. But it's unfortunate that I need to advise my son to take caution when he goes out by himself wearing a Trump hat. That is how savage our population has become today. Um, I would gladly go out in public wearing a Trump hat. Um, and, and, and let me make something clear here, folks. Let me make something clear. Um, you know, a lot of this, right, is in defense of President Trump. 
a lot of what we're doing right now is in defense of President Trump because the left has gotten the entire country, well, not the entire country, half the country to hate Trump so bad that they be, they become blinded by his accomplishments. And this is why he's going to have to declassify all the Ukrainian documents to prove the legitimacy of his argument. This, and when we start seeing these documents, is going to be exactly why. It's going to be exactly why we will see why the Democrats are, have, have become so vicious into shutting him down. They have diverted everybody's attention away from the facts and the truth and the information that the American people deserve to know. And they, they, they have blinded through psyops this entire country through hatred. Because what are we talking about right now? What are we talking about right now in this country? We're not talking about the true things that we should be talking about. Folks, we are at the brink of our economy going into full collapse. But yet we sit here and hear the love talking about Joe Biden's COVID package for $1.9, $1.8 trillion. And they celebrate it. You know why? That video I played right at the beginning of the program, demoralized, refused, destabilized, crisis, normalization, People are so broke because they've had so much taken away from them that they need money. So they're willing to accept the $1.9 trillion package just so they can get that $2,000 check. They're willing to risk our economy collapsing and losing everything so they can get a $2,000 check. See, now, Lewis just said um, in the YouTube chat room that he said, Rocky, those declassified links going around is false mixed with some truth beware. Um, Lewis, I appreciate you, brother. Um, and, and I really hope that most people that are listening to this program are intelligent enough. And, and see, and I believe this too, right? I believe the fact that when there is information in regards to a, an information dump, a declassification, if something is going to be declassified, then we look at the declassified documents. But the second these declassified documents come out, the market, the social media sphere is going to be saturated with so much misinformation, so much photoshopped um, uh, uh, documents, and then memes. Memes, because memes are truth, right? Memes are truth. I think Scott Simmons said an out. Oh, okay. I thought he said. Um, I have not seen the officially released documents from the Ukraine yet. I see a whole bunch of websites that get sent to me that have information. I don't trust none of it, just like I don't trust QAnon, just like I never trust Anonymous. I need to know the sources where they're coming from. Facebook is not my source of information. Twitter is not my source of information. Google is not my source of information. I'm blessed, folks. I am 100% blessed to have the friends I have around the world to get some of the information that I have. Hey, Paula, welcome. My sister just joined the YouTube chat room. Speaking of the uh, indoctrination system, as a matter of fact, let me open up the Opsons Facebook page, too. I want to make sure that I show some love to my family over there in the Opsons Facebook page, too. We got Ralph Smasher over there. How you doing, my brother? Um, my sister just recently sent a message to her school. It does suck, Stardust. Um, because my sister has concerns in regards to what they're teaching her children in the school. And she's advising the school to get back to teaching her kids an education. 
She's advising the school to get out of the politics, to tell the teachers to stop indoctrinating their children with political uh, crap and start teaching, again, our children to prepare for their future. Because what happens and what's happening right now is these kids are graduating, folks, and if they don't go to university, they're not ready for the real world because they're taught to fear the real world. They're taught to fear certain people. They're taught that they're bad because of what they look like. And yes, I understand that the attack is on the white middle class, but mind you, every one of my sister's children are black if that helps out. But apparently to some of you liberals out there, that's irrelevant. And, and some liberals out there will attack my sister as she's weaponizing her children for her motive. So it's endless. It's endless. However you want to approach any argument, these psychopaths are going to come out and they're going to twist your words around and then they're actually going to say that you're still racist because you're weaponizing your black children. That's the world that we live in. That is the world that we live in. How did we get to that? Because this has been happening for decades. This legitimately has been happening for decades. Again, let me go back to what I said earlier. During the civil rights movement, the civil rights movement was to desegregate people, was to give people free flow to go wherever they want, which how it should have always been. It should have been how it always should be. We're not cattle. We're human effing beings. We have the right to do what we want as we want. It is our God-given right beyond a constitutional right. It is our God-given right. But ever since man existed... There's always been enslavement. We all deserve to live a normal life no matter color. Absolutely, Claudette. So my sister contacts the school, and she respectfully asked him. Now, I don't know. I was actually going to have her call in and uh, share. I'll have my sister come on next week. Um, And I told you guys a story um yeah you know what danny hodge exactly brother uh right here he danny hodge on the, the rocky stucci media facebook page says liberals call black conservatives racist uncle tom's we're to a point in our society oh oh okay my sister said here and a lady said you know who else had black children plantation owners she was compared to a plantation slave owner this was my sister with black children Amazing, beautiful, well-educated black children. That's where we're at. How have we become in our society that no matter what you do, no matter what side or what argument you choose to present in regards to your argument, it comes down to a name-calling. You're an Uncle Tom. You're a racist. If that doesn't scare the shit out of each and every one of you, I don't know what does, right? But this is why myself, Matt Locke, Stu Peters, all these other show hosts on all these amazing networks that are giving us these platforms to be a voice, this is why it's important that we're here. And I'm going to tell you something, folks. This is not easy. This is not easy. I, you know, I made a post on Facebook the other day. I don't open up my messenger anymore because of the amount of threats that I get. Not an educated conversation, not somebody questioning me or maybe sending me something to kind of change the way I think a little bit. No, they're threats. That's what it is. That's the world that we live in. That is the world that we live in. 
Ralph Smasher on the Opsalance Facebook page says, I'm teaching my children not to be ashamed of the way you look. Love yourself first. Uh, brother, I'm telling you, man, spot on. Uh, we don't teach virtual signaling, Jack. Absolutely, brother. Um, this narcissistic thing from the tolerant left that we're dealing with right now is um, speechless to me. It's Friday night, folks. You know what? I'm, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm burnt out. I'm tired. My mind is beat up. You know, and, and the thing, too, what I've been watching, and, and this is this is how easy it is. I'm going to kind of go off track here. This is how easy it is to manipulate the thoughts of people. We have military, National Guard, deployed at every capital in the United States right now, as if they are expecting some type of civil war. I asked all week long, if you know anybody, any organizations that are even having a peaceful protest on Inauguration Day, send me the links, send me something legitimate, not some stupid-ass little generic banner of any events that are happening around our country. Because the information that we're getting is that there are death threats being made, that there are bombs being planted everywhere, there are pipe bombs being planted anywhere, and I see nothing. The only information that we have right now is what we're getting off mainstream media and what we're seeing on Facebook and Twitter. But this, ladies and gentlemen, was enough to justify the full deployment of the National Guard on the United States soil. Just out of curiosity, how many days did it take the city of Minneapolis to activate the National Guard? How many days did the city of Minneapolis burn before they activated the National Guard? How many days did Baltimore burn before she called the National Guard? I'll give you an answer on that one. She never did. She said, let them burn it down. She said, let them burn it down. Now, if you look at what's happening in our educational system, and then you go turn on the TV, and you're watching these people who claim to be representing a cause that they have been manipulated to believe, our children are seeing this. Our children are seeing this hatred. Our children are seeing this destruction, and they're not stopping it. They're allowing these cities to burn. They're not stopping Portland, Oregon. Are you kidding me? How many months did our streets burn in Portland, Oregon? They're still burning today. I think media just got sick and tired of reporting on it. New York City still protests today with Antifa. Nobody's talking about it. They don't talk about it. But holy shit, they're sitting here talking about this inauguration like there's going to be World War III. Like there's going to be a legitimate version of the Civil War. Ralph says nothing in New Mexico. You know, Eric, um, Rife Snyder, I apologize if I said your name wrong. Eric said if all Trump supporters are racist, does that make all Biden supporters pedophiles? You know, that's a legitimate comparison. You know, and, uh, you know, but here's the thing, brother. And I say this to everybody. I'm not talking to you, Eric. I'm, I'm talking in general. That's my point is that that's what we're doing now. Those are the comparisons that we're making. Uh, we're not looking. We're not looking at, at the causes beyond that, right? And now, so I got a buddy who lives in Sweden. I call him, uh, he's a true academic, right? Um, he looks at the world differently than a lot of us do. He wrote a book, Hint in Hand. 
And he kind of compared um, our existence on this planet to an onion. And the outer skirt of the onion is our reality. And it's a vicious circle. It's just, it's nonstop. It's information, misinformation. It's just, we cannot keep up, right? Every single day, something happens. It's just, we can't keep up with everything. There's so much information that the real truth and the real facts are just gone, right? And then as you proceed down those layers of the onion, and then you get to the center of the onion, is about 200 people that run this damn planet. There's no conspiracy to that. There's no conspiracy to that. We all know that, right? We all know that. We all truly know that. And those people in the center of the onion, they create the narrative. They create the victimization. They infiltrate the educational system. They infiltrate our political system. They infiltrate everything, every single thing about our life, right? They infiltrate it. And then while those two, 300 people in the center, they're creating all these narratives because that's what they need to do, part of the dialectic. Problem, reaction, solution. And then we sit here and we get accused and we get accused as conservatives and we get accused as conservatives, a constant, constant barrage because we love God. You know what? I'm going to tell you something. With this whole Texas thing with me, I never prayed more in my life. Do you realize how many people needed to get to their knees and look to the man in the sky to stay alive because they were fighting some of the darkest days of their life, whether it be addiction, whether it be just psychological things going on in the world, hate, the world, media, everything. But yet we get ridiculed for having that faith. We get ridiculed for having that faith. I never prayed more to that guy than I have lately. And I'm attacked for it. So what happens is we continue to get attacked all part of the dialectic. So then we find ourselves defending that and making comparisons. And then we find ourselves finding memes that support our comebacks. And then we're supporting, we're sharing memes. And then we're caught on the exterior of the onion. We're stuck there. It's an endless matrix. You know, people post the, the hamster wheel, right? They post that hamster wheel. They post it. That is us, folks. That is us. We're just a bunch of ants fighting over the same ant mounds, right? Being controlled by one queen. My sister says, unfortunately, I'm part of the walkaway movement. The one that got debanned from Twitter um, happened a year ago. Uh, she says, maybe I'm too late and uh, unbrainwashed my older boys. I should have woke up sooner. So I, I, I'm seeing that. It's my sister. I love my sister. And you know what? For what she just said, I'm going to go up. I'm going to go up and I'm going to stop this chat for a second. I need everybody to listen how profound what my sister just said. I need that this is probably one of the most profound statements that I've seen. I'm not just saying this because of my sister. I just happen to have caught it. My sister Paula, love her to death. My sister was a Democrat lefty for many years. She said, unfortunately, I am part of the walk away hashtag, hashtag walk away. She said, happened one year ago. She said, maybe I'm too late to try and unbrainwash my older boys. I should have woke up sooner. So my sister, whatever happened, right? Whatever happened with my sister for her to start seeing things differently, now she holds the burden of guilt because she may, and, and I can't speak for my sister, maybe dealing with some of her, maybe a couple of her sons that completely disagree 
with where she's at right now. So maybe my sister, along with a lot of other people that are in the walkaway movement, feel guilty because they taught their children and they indoctrinated their own children to believe a certain way. And then as a grown adult, we learn to think differently and we learn to think critically and we start learning to think for ourselves. And then we realize that we actually did have some kind of an impact on the thought process of our children. And then our children become that monster. Our children become that monster. Paula, I got to tell you something. I love you for saying that. And I want people, um, I want people to really understand probably the bravery of what my sister just said, because it takes a lot of balls or guts. She's a girl. So it takes a lot of guts um, to admit that. And I shared a story with what happened to her husband. I shared a story with what happened to her husband. I won't even get into it right now, uh, but he is also part of the walk away movement. This is exactly why these social media platforms want the hashtag walk away platform removed. I'm sorry, folks. I'm trying to push through this, man. See this? It's been a long week, and this whole Texas move is really wearing on me, but I'm trying to push through this as best I can. So the first segment I'm talking about, schools now teaching children that they're bad. White children are bad, right? And then uh, you have the Portland City Council demands reparations from Congress, uh, reparations again. You know, and I often wonder, too, if the reparations thing, again, we're creating victims, right? So we're teaching children they're a victim, and then these children grow up, and uh, they believe that they're a victim of something, and then they want reparations for it. That is the answer. Again, folks, I want you to understand the psyops behind the reparations movement because I get pissed off about it. I get pissed off that we're actually talking about the reparations. And then I push back on it. And then I catch myself in that argument. I catch myself in that battlefield. And then so when I'm fighting with people and then I'm arguing, I'm trying to throw factual things out about reparations, I'm totally distracted on everything else, everything else that's going on in the back, right? The slow, uh, I have no idea what to call what's going on in our country. All I can say is that we're to a point right now to where in just a few days, our military will be in full arms, in full arms, and approved to use lethal weapons against American citizens. And I would really love to get your take on this. I would really like to get your take on this. And I will read some comments in the chat room. That This is how we're going to ride the rest of this show out. I'm going to read some of your comments on this. Because our, our military has been given permission to use full lethal force against American citizens. Now, I know a lot of you out there that are watching are veterans. And my question to you is if you're in the National Guard and you're defending or whatever we're calling this, would you be able to use lethal force on an American citizen no matter what the situation is? Of course, if your life was in danger and somebody had a gun and they're, you know, no different than what a law enforcement or a police officer goes for goes through, right? There are certain circumstances to where you need to defend your life.
My sister just said here, my husband is a black Trump supporter, and you know where he got most of his problems from? Not the Patriots, his own black people. That was from my sister. Um, Following the ride of the U.S. Capitol security has ballooned on the Capitol Hill in preparation for the inauguration of Joe Biden and to quell and prevent any repeat violence from pro-Trump activists. Again, you know what? This isn't always about Trump. This is about a movement. This is about an ideology. This is about our Constitution. But the media always says pro-Trump. So just because you're conservative, you're automatically pro-Trump. And that's how the media is writing all their articles. Pro-Trump. Do you get it? Do you see it? Do you feel what they're doing? Simply that. That is why I had to warn my son when he went into a grocery store wearing a Trump hat because these psychotic people believe everything they read. So they use pro-Trump activists, pro-Trump storm this, pro-Trump people did this. You know what? It's not always about pro-Trump because you know what? President Trump is going to be out of office soon. And then what is it going to be about? The fight isn't always going to be about Trump. The fight is always going to be about our Constitution and what the Constitution represents and protecting the Constitution of this country. There's a reason why it exists. And the reason why it it exists is because what we are experiencing today. So let me check here. Let me see. I got about three or four minutes. I want to go in and I want to read uh, some of the comments. I'm going to go to Opsalance here first and then I'll go to YouTube. I want to know, folks, would you, they will die for their country, wake up. Uh, That's what Charlie Montooth said. Lethal weapons against civilians is against JAG. Um, Now, they are not allowed. Now, Ralph, um, I'm not a veteran, so there's certain terminology, bro, that I just don't know, bro. (laughs) I don't know what JAG means. Um, It is serious, Charlie. Uh, Charlie Montooth said that. It is very serious. Um, Charlie also said that they want... Uh, that paycheck and bow to Satan, which comes back in the form of man. Yes, they will. That's a pretty profound point. Uh, I'm sorry, but I'm thankful that I'm not still serving. Uh, Trisha Evans said that. Trisha, thank you for your service. Um, from the elites who are trying to take rights, silence, and enforce vaccines against will. You know, that's the thing. JAG is part of the Air Force. Okay, thank you, Siani. We could sit here and we could do a bullet point of all this crazy shit going on, all these crazy distractions that are going on, and we are just stuck in the trap. Jag, Judge Advocate General. All right. So thank you, Clay. I appreciate it. Um, So there it is. Anybody who's a veteran right now watching this program, let me go back. Let me go back here. I'll keep up on the comments. It's all gone. Uh, Life, liberty, and freedom. Amen, Charlie. Spiritual warfare. I know, brother. It is spiritual warfare. Would you guys... If you were on the grounds, if you were in the National Guard, would you follow the orders if you were ordered to shoot a new crowd of people? Would you do that? Would you do that? We got two minutes left. The same old decade and decades and decades of same Congress people and perhaps military in charge, friends of theirs in high places, probably will try to take us out. They need a new uneducated voting base. My hubby said, no way in hell, said Siani. Um, Darth said, no, I would not. 
Let me see here. Back to Ops Lens. It's been taken in front of our eye. It sure has, Charlie. Uh, there isn't no can'ts. No more. Um, let me see here. Robert Dickerson on the Rocky Stucci Media Facebook page. Sheriff Clark said today, um, it does not matter how many troops you have on the ground, 20,000, 25,000. If we, the conservatives, were a problem, they could never control one million of us. Good point, because that is true. The ones they are pre- prepping for is Antifa and BLM. So, so Robert Dickerson, Dickinson, do you believe, do you believe, I'm running close on time, do you believe that they truly are preparing for Antifa? Because I don't know any patriot groups that are going to be out protesting on that day. Do you believe this is truly for Antifa and BLM? Because they are the ones that have proven to have the capabilities of doing something so sinister. Folks, man, boy, I tell you something. I limped through this show today. I, I, I think I can speak for a lot of you right now. My mind is tired. Uh, we're all tired, uh, but we got a lot of work to do. So this weekend, what we got to do is we got to shake it off. We got to clear our throats, and uh, we got to keep this up because they're trying to drain us. They're trying to make us tired. Uh, I appreciate you guys. I love the hell out of each and every one of you guys. Hey, visit the website, streamingtalkradio.com. Look me up on Spreaker, Rocky Stucci Situation. You can find all that on uh, streamingtalkradio.com. Um, I love you guys, man. I appreciate you guys. Catch me wherever you're at right now, Monday through Friday. I'm going to Texas, bitches. I'm going to be living there in about three weeks, and there's a lot of very cool stuff coming up. We got a TV network coming. Radio networks are coming. A lot of very cool things. And that is possible because of you. Ladies and gentlemen, with that being said, I love the hell out of each and every one of you. You have a fantastic weekend. I'm going to go regroup my throat, and when we come back Monday, we're going to hit this shit hard. For myself and my family, yours, much love, much respect. Rule number one, don't take shit from nobody. Good night, folks.